0: Welcome to the Moolooli Asset Management Podcast for January 30th, 2013. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to be talking about saving for college like we promised in last week's podcast. We're going to cover 529 accounts today. Uh, I think we wanted to start off with going over some of the pros of 529 accounts, right, Tom? Yes,
1: and uh, I would say that the topic of 529 plans 529 accounts are one of the top most asked questions that I get. So if you've got questions about uh, saving money for college, for your son or daughter, uh, definitely get in touch with us. But some of the pros of uh, some of the benefits of a 529 account is that you can have one consolidated account instead of having you know, your grandparents having an account for the child or aunt and uncle or an account in the child's name, an account in the parent's name, you can have one account, one single depository place where all of the money can be gathered and then invested together, which really does make a lot of sense. I got to tell you, we were talking about this before we started recording, that Uh, When I heard about 529 plans in the late 1990s, I thought this was one of the single best inventions uh, made by Congress for uh, helping families put money away for college, and it really started accelerating the conversation in terms of people thinking about what they ought to be doing to help offset the rising cost of college. So, the consolidated account is a really great feature of these 529s. You can have a 529 plan that's owned by the parents. It could actually even be owned by the student. Uh, you can have a 529 plan that's not owned in the parent's name. It could be owned in the grandparent's name. But you got to be careful about putting assets in a grandparent's name, and we've gone through a situation recently. Uh, where assets uh, when someone's getting ready to go into um, a nursing home or they're ready to apply for Medicaid Medicaid looks back five years and any assets that were in the grandparents name and now are suddenly gone like a college account like this that's considered part of their asset base for Medicaid so you really have to be careful about how these accounts are set up but there are some definite tax benefits uh... with five twenty nine plans if your child uh, if you live in new york and you're investing in the new york plan as an example there are some tax benefits that go along with the five twenty nine but not every state offers some kind of benefit there, the, the biggest benefit of all to the five twenty nine plan and the reason that they were created is that when you do take money out of these accounts, there's no taxes that you're going to incur as these accounts grow through the years, but when the time comes to take money out for your son or daughter to go to college, any money that's taken out is excluded from income tax to the extent of having higher education expenses. Now. Higher education expenses don't, doesn't just mean tuition, it could also mean books, it could also mean computers, so it, it's great because uh, any money that does come out of these accounts to help pay for
0: college, not
1: included in taxable income. Quick
0: question though, what happens to the 529 account if the child doesn't go to college?
1: That question does get asked, especially with parents of very young children. You know, it's hard to tell what's going to happen in, in 12 or 15 years, if the child's going to go to college or not. It's good to know that uh, you can always transfer this money to another member of the family, to another sibling. You can even transfer this and use it for the benefit of a cousin. Uh, so there are some options if your child decides that they're not gonna be going to college.
0: Okay, so we covered the pros, and you said that you like 529 accounts a lot, and you thought they were a great idea, but there are some cons that we wanna talk about, There's correct?
1: some There's some definite cons, and, and I think everybody needs to know that there are some shortcomings with these 529 accounts, uh, <clears throat> and let's just run through a few of them right now. The first one is these investments that they offer inside the plan are often loaded with fees, and I say often because some of the plans are actually getting better at the costs that are built in, buried into the investment choices that you have. Some of them are truly very ex- the most expensive funds that you could ever invest in. So that's important to know that you could probably do this a little cheaper on the outside yes there's some you know tax benefits in terms of deferrals and state income taxes and it's great to just have a a segregated pool of money for future expense like college but you really got to keep your eyes open in terms of what the expenses are cooked into a lot of these funds. There's also in most of these plans, very limited investment options. These are not, these plans are not designed for you to go in and make changes on a monthly, weekly, even quarterly basis. In fact, the first time you look at a 529 plan, it's almost the equivalent of having, you know, chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry as your investment options. In terms of the options, most of the 529 accounts come with uh, some basic investment choices. They'll offer a small cap fund, a mid cap fund, and maybe one or two large cap funds. There may even be a bond fund and an international fund. And then a lot of the plans offer what they call an age-based plan as well. So if your child is between the ages of, you know, an infant up to, say, five years old, they're going to have a very aggressive asset mix where they're going to be almost all, all in stocks. And then from ages six to 10, it gets a little less uh, aggressive, a little more conservative. And as you move closer to the age where you're going to be taking the money from the plan to pay for college, it becomes more and more conservative. But I'm using the air quotes for conservative. Uh, Brendan, I think we'll have to have another podcast uh, to talk about these age-based plans and also the uh, target date funds that you find in a lot of 401k plans uh their definition of conservative probably different from what everyone else is used to seeing when it comes to uh conservative so there's a a a lot of things going on beneath the surface that you may
0: or may not uh, know about yeah that sounds like a good future topic right Um, so we were just talking about how there's limited investment options in these 529 accounts there's also kind of a limited ability to make changes right
1: yeah this is a really big problem that i've got with these 529 plans suppose you came in and we set up a 529 account for your child and uh, within a month or two we saw you know the small cap market uh, become out of favor or we saw the stock market start to go down drastically, a lot of these 529 accounts are designed where you can make an investment change one time per year. That's it. Some of them offer two, two changes per year, once every six months, but when you make the decision with these 529 plans, in many of the plans, not all of them, but in many of the plans, you're locked into that investment for a good length of time. And, and I just find that to be a real problem. You know, if we were talking back in 2008 and uh, we saw how the market declined so quickly and some people lost 40% of their money in the last four months of the year, that's a pretty big drop. And it would take people a long, long time for them to even get back to even. So uh, that's one big problem that I've got with these 529 accounts. They're very limited in their ability to make changes The other thing that you should know about 529 plans is that you you can access this money. You can withdraw the earnings, but understand that you can, if you do withdraw the earnings and you don't have offsetting college expenses, that money, the earnings, the growth part, not the whole thing, the growth part is going to be subject to taxes And a 10% penalty, as if you're taking money out of a retirement account, if you don't have offsetting college expenses. So you can tap into this money, but just understand that there, there are some tax ramifications that come with this. There's a lot of ins and outs that go with these 529 plans, and I get a lot of calls on them. So what I really want to stress to people is that when we discuss these topics in podcasts and videos, Understand that none of uh, the securities that we mention in this podcast, any video, they, they don't represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. And this presentation is definitely not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities that are mentioned or to take any of the investment actions that we're talking about. And quite frankly, if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you might be making a big mistake. So we strongly urge our listeners to consult with an investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any kind of investment or take any kind of investment action like a 529 account. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to talk to you and answer whatever questions you have. You can find us on the web at maluli.net. That's M-U-L-L-O-O ly.net or you can call us at 732 223 9000
0: all right that's all we have for this week hopefully you were able to take something away from our discussion about saving for college and the pros and cons of 529 accounts and we'll see you all next week thanks for listening